I was very sorry today to learn that my friend Josephine Jones has contracted COVID-19, but is on the mend, which is good. Somebody sneezed over her in Kirkwall, apparently. Uh, folks, we really have to be more careful and think of others as well. So, Joe, I hope you're feeling a lot better, and I would like to dedicate the stories tonight to you. The Fairy Harp from Wales and about music, that was appropriate. And I think you'll like this one too. I heard it about 19 years ago from David Campbell, my old friend, who I think in turn heard it from Duncan Williamson. And I'd also seen my old pal Stanley Robertson telling it on a video from the School of Scottish Studies. So it's probably, a, I would imagine, it's a traveller tale. Anyway, it's called The Minister in the Skull. Now, there was a young minister who had just taken up a parish in the Highlands, and it was his first parish. And he was a nice young man. He was very popular. The people liked him. It was a lovely little village, and he was, you know, he was very happy and settled and contented there. But, you know, the people, they were lovely, but they were just country folk. No big conversations. Nobody to discuss big, weighty, heavy matters with. And also, the one thing that he loved to talk about was theology. And there was nobody in the village that could talk to him about theology. So he felt rather alone, rather isolated. Now, one day... He was just finished his sermon. He'd shook everybody's hands. He'd said goodbye to them. And then he took a walk around the graveyard. And as he was walking around, he saw that there was one of those old-fashioned table gravestones that was on pillars and a flat slab over it. And underneath that, there was something white. So he went over to have a look, and to his amazement, he discovered that it was a skull. So he picked the skull up, and he looked at it. And he noticed that one thing about this skull was that it had really fine teeth. "'My, what a lovely set of teeth,' said the minister. "'Why, thank you,' said the skull. Well, the minister chomped with fright. I mean, he wasn't expecting a skull to talk back to him. And he said, you can talk. And the skull said, oh, yes, as good as you. Oh, well, who are you? Well, it wasn't so much who am I. It was who was I. Well, who were you then? Well, I was the minister here a long time ago. You were a minister? Oh, yes, yes, I was minister here for many years. Oh, ah, they're, they're fine people, simple but fine people. Yes, I I noticed, said the young minister. Yes, I, um, you know, I, I do miss a good conversation. I do miss talking about theology and about philosophy and science and natural history. And, oh, me too, said the skull. Yes, there was nothing that I enjoyed more than a good, deep, weighty discussion. Really? 
said the young minister. Oh, yes. Well, well, maybe. No, it's foolish. What? said the skull. Well, maybe it would be possible for us to maybe have a talk sometime. Oh, absolutely, said the skull. Oh, I would be delighted to. Well, um, I'm not sure what we should do. Well, I can come and visit you, said the skull. You can? Oh, yes, easily enough. Oh, well, I'm, I'm down at the manse, I know, says the minister. I used to be minister here too, you know. Of course, sorry. Yes, well, I mean, uh, tomorrow afternoon, maybe, uh, you could come down for a, a, a spot of high tea at three o'clock. That would be lovely. Well, excellent, said the minister. I'll, I'll see you then. So he set the skull very carefully back down where he'd picked him up, and he went home. Well, he got his housekeeper, Mrs. Doyle, to cook a nice meal for them, get everything ready, you know, a really nice kind of high, high tea, so a nice a meal and lots of cakes and, you know, and lots and lashings of tea. Well, he kept saying to his housekeeper, he kept saying to Mrs. Doyle, right, what, can you see anything coming now? And she'd look out the window and she'd go, no, I can't see anybody coming. And after a while he said, can you see anybody coming now? And she said, well, no, there's nobody coming, but there's a thing that looks like a neep coming rolling down the bray. Ah, he said, well, we won't need you for the rest of the day. Off you go home. Oh, thank you, she said. And she gets her coat and she leaves. Well, the skull comes rolling down. And it comes to the door, he opens the door, and the skull rolls in through the door, it bounces its way through to the sitting room, and it bounces up onto the chair. The young minister comes, and he pours himself a cup of tea, and, uh, and cuts himself some cake, and, you know, and says, would you, uh, what would you like to eat? And the skull says, oh, no, not for me, thank you, no, I don't have the stomach for it these days. Oh, okay. So they talked. And, oh, that young minister. Oh, he was so happy because now he could talk to somebody that could really engage with him on the big issues, on, on theology and on philosophy. And they talked and they talked and they talked until it was getting dark. In the, and the skull said, Well, young man, it's about time I was going home. I suppose so indeed. And he said, but next week you must come to me. I've been to your house, you must come to mine. You've got a house? Oh, yes. Where is it? Well, if you go into the kirkyard, and you go through, and you know, the top right-hand corner of the kirkyard, if you go up there, you'll see a road. There's not a road there. You'll find that there is a road there. And if you follow it, it leads straight to my house. I'll see you next week. So they agreed and off rolled the skull. Well, the young minister was counting the days down until he could go and visit his friend, the skull. And the day arrived, he got his horse, he rode up to the 
church, he went in through the kirkyard, he went up to the top right-hand corner, which should just be a right angle of wall. But instead of that, there was a lane with trees on either side of it, which he'd never seen before. I mean, he knew the graveyard of the church where he preached. And he knew that there was no road there before, but there was a road there now, and he followed it. So he was riding along the road when he saw something that was very strange, which disturbed him. Two men were digging a pit, but they were digging a pit in sand. And every time they threw out a shovel full of sand, another shovel full of sand flowed back into the pit. The harder they worked, the more the pit filled up. They were sweating in the heat of the day. The perspiration was standing out of them. Their shirt sleeves were rolled up, and they were shoveling and shoveling and shoveling and getting nowhere. The man rode on a bit further, and he saw a sight, a terrible, terrible sight, something that made his blood run cold. There was a woman standing outside the door of her cottage, and there were rats and mice running up her front, and they were running into her mouth and up her nostrils, and she was rooted to the spot there with a look of horror on her face as the mice and rats ran into her mouth and up her nostrils. Ugh. So he rode on a bit further, and he came to another little cottage, and there was an old woman outside it, and she was screaming, and there was a child, a little girl, with a big, ugly, brutal stick, and she was beating the old woman. She was lundering on the back of her for all she was worth, and the old woman was crying out of her in pain. Well, the man thought, what sort of a place have I come to here? But he carried on going, and there was a fine wee house, and he went and stopped in front of it. The road ended there. He knocked at the door. Come in, said a familiar voice. He opened the door. He went in. There was the skull. Everything was prepared for them. Food was laid on the table. It was a fine spread. There was plenty of tea. There was plenty to eat. And there was plenty of good conversation, too. And they talked, and they talked, and they talked. Now, after a while, the skull said to the young minister, is there anything that you maybe want to ask me? There is, he said. Funnily enough, I, I saw some things on the way here that I, I didn't understand. Ah, said the skull, those would have been parables. Well, I don't know, said the young minister. I mean, I was riding there, and there was these two men, and they were digging a pit in sand, and no matter how hard they worked, all their work was undone. It all flowed back into the pit again, and no matter how hard they shoveled, it just came in at just the same speed. Ah, well, 
That is a parable, he said. You see, those men were Sabbath breakers. They were wicked men who thought more of money than anything else, and they worked all days in order to make money, and they even worked on the Sabbath as well. And that is their punishment. They will carry on digging that pit forevermore, and they will get no further forward than they are now. Oh, said the young minister. But then there was this old woman standing outside her cottage, and there was rats and mice running into her mouth and, and up her nose. It was horrible, and she just stood there with a look of absolute horror on her face, but she was rooted to the spot, couldn't move. Ah, another parable, he said. You see, that old woman did a very bad thing. There was a traveller woman came by the door of the house, and she asked for a wee bit of milk for her baby. Well, this woman had a chair of milk that a mouse had fallen in and drowned, and she knew that. She wasn't going to use the milk herself, but she gave the milk to the traveller woman, and the traveller woman gave it to her baby, and her baby died because of it. And that is her punishment. Well, then, oh, it was a terrible sight. I went a bit further, and there was this poor old woman was being beaten savagely by a little girl. I mean, it's like she had no mercy. Well, another parable, he said. You see, that old woman was cruel. She was given a little girl to look after, to take care of, a relation of hers. But instead of being good to her, she beat that little girl. Every day she forced her to work, and she thrashed her, and she hit her so badly that the little girl died, and that is her punishment for the rest of days. Oh, well, thank you, said the young minister. You've, uh, you've explained everything to me, and I'm very grateful to you for the opportunity to uh, to not only learn these things, but also to, to talk with you. The, the conversation was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much indeed. You're welcome, said the skull. And I'm sure we'll meet up again soon. Oh, I do hope so, said the minister. So he went out and climbed on his horse, and he rode back. He rode past the old woman being beaten by the child. He rode past the old woman with the rats and mice running up into her mouth and nose. He rode past the two men still toiling away in their pit. And then he could see the end of the road leading down towards the graveyard, and he rode out into the graveyard, and when he looked behind him, the road was gone. And he rode out onto the street. And it was a shocking sight. There was things that he couldn't explain. Things that he didn't recognize. The church itself was a ruin. And there was buildings all around that he didn't recognize, made out of a kind of material that he didn't recognize. And they were so high. They were impossibly high. And there was horses and carriages going around the street, but there weren't horses. Only carriages, no horses, but they were moving by themselves, with people in them. 
and up in the sky there was a huge bird went over, but it didn't flap its wings, and it glinted in the sun like it was made out of metal. He couldn't understand any of this. There was an old woman standing on the corner by the side of the church, and he said, "'What's happened here? I mean, the church is a ruin.' Oh, the church has been a ruin, she said, for two hundred years. But it can't be. I mean, I'm the minister there. <laughs> I don't think so, she says. No, laddie, there's been no minister there for two hundred years. No, since that young laddie disappeared. What young laddie? The minister that was in the church, the last minister. Ach, I remember my granny telling me that when she was a bairn, she heard a story about a minister who was in the church there, and he just vanished. Nobody ever found him. Nobody knew what happened to him. But he just went one day and never came back. And there was no ministers after that. Well, the minister's head swam. He realized that this must be him that she was talking about, and that this conversation with the skull in his own land, had not lasted for a few hours, but for two hundred years. In amazement, he chomped off his horse, but as soon as his foot touched the ground, all the years fell on him all at once. His hair went white, his face went wrinkly, his body was bent, and he shrunk and scythed and eventually he just collapsed onto the ground, nothing more than dust and rags and bones. And his skull rolled down the brae into the graveyard and came to rest under a stone table alongside another skull that had very nice teeth. <laughs>